Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork, heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Breakfast with Fish. Good morning, fishers and Cowboy Nation. Straight dope, no bullshit. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusted and trusty Dallas Cowboys reporter. Top 10 takes for you this morning. We will be at the Star uh, with Big Mike here this morning. We'll be on the practice field after that, and we'll be in the locker room with Dak Prescott and more over the course of the day as well. These 75-member staff always working it for you. Uh, and we are loaded for bear this morning, in addition to our, our uh, fine work at CowboysSI.com, which I appreciate you perusing. I don't know. Click there uh, somewhere between seven and ten times today. Would you please? Uh, the Fisher family would appreciate it. Uh, we give you top ten takes. These are not hot takes. Uh, these are fact-based opinions. Uh, and, of course, you are welcome to participate. You can hit the like button, as Stephen White urges. Uh, the like button beats the algorithms and tells YouTube to let us have the power. Thank you. Uh, you can also subscribe to what we do here. It's absolutely free. There are 66,000 of us here. What? I know. And away we go with the top 10. Did Dak get dissed by Bill Belichick? I don't want to make too much of it, but I want to make something of it. Uh, now, Famously, Bill Belichick, and it must have lasted five minutes, and he gave this five-minute oration on the Dallas Cowboys. And I mean detailed. Oh, uh, he had Tyler Smith's shoe size. He had uh, Gilly's inseam. Uh, he knew drawn curses, uh, auntie's name. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, he went through everybody. Now, by the way, I don't know that it was that amazing. I, I do think that most head coaches would be able to rattle off who's who on the other team, but it was, it was, it was fairly amazing and it was cool that he did it. Mike Beasy, Uncle Fish Premium, is Dak above criticism? That's the real important question. What planet are you on, Mike? Dak Prescott above criticism? What universe do you live in, Mike? Where, how do you get this show in the universe that you live in? What a great, powerful signal we must have. But during this five-minute monologue, And yes, Danny, I'm Danny, you got me. Uncle Fish Supreme. Hey, how do I get a circle in the star like Danny? Henry, ask the fellas, they'll show you how. You're correct. I'm exaggerating a little bit. He really didn't say Jerron Curse's auntie's name. He didn't mention Dak. He got to it when he was asked about it. But to me, it's pretty interesting. And maybe, maybe we're giving Belichick too much credit here. Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe it was some sort of psychological thingy. 
Uh, or maybe he just skipped him. I don't think he skipped him because he's not important. Dak Prescott is critically important to Sunday's game and beyond. But I wonder if Bill Belichick is playing head games with the quarterback by not mentioning the quarterback. Item two, he sure did mention Micah, and he eventually walked it back a little bit. But he spent a minute going there on Micah Parsons. He has historically, and by the way, uh, a reminder, I think many of you probably know this, he was the defensive coordinator of the Giants when Lawrence Taylor was being Lawrence Taylor. And he has always said, when somebody says, uh, how do you compare this player to Lawrence Taylor? Oh, he says, yeah, I would, uh, don't, don't compare anybody to Lawrence Taylor. But he did compare Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor this week. Hmm, hmm. Now, is that another brain F? Because he, he did walk it back, but he, he, he let it out. It came out of his mouth that Micah Parsons, what he's doing is Lawrence Taylor-like. Sidebar, and more on this tonight, Fish at Six, uh, on that 33rd team thing, Chuck Pagano, the uh, longtime NFL coach, said, and wa I'll watch my language here, or you watch it while I say it. He said, I think we found the solution to Michael Parsons. I think we found the blueprint. Run at his ass, is what Pagano said. Diddly diddly dink, what? It makes sense. He says, you know, he's he's a little lighter. He's lighter than most defensive ends at 6'3", 240. That's about true. Uh, trying to run around him doesn't work. Right? Run at his ass. Hmm. Item three, speaking of Micah, he talked about the double L's yesterday. Sometimes you're going to lose. Make sure when you lose, that's one L. You learn, that's another L. I'll buy that. I, I do think, now Micah did start the week on his podcast with some Taylor Swift humor. Uh, but since then, Micah's been, his, his thing yesterday was pretty controlled. Happily. This is not the week for Micah to say, I think I'd like to play tight end because you as a Cowboy Nation fish head are going to respond by saying, why don't you just play linebacker and defensive end? Why don't, why don't we get that right? And let's not lose to the Cardinals. <laughs> so no more Micah at tight end, I guess, huh? Bell cow. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name of the national broadcaster and fake Cowboys savant and fan who in this offseason said uh, that he predicted the distinct possibility that Tony Pollard's leg injury in the playoff game is career ending. I roasted him at the time because, again, that's that's uh, dangerously irresponsible. And that network 
didn't ask anybody. They didn't call anybody at the Cowboys. They didn't, they don't have a source. They didn't talk to anybody in the medical community. They just made it up. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I will spend a second on this. You plant, you irresponsibly as a media person plant that seed. And the next thing you know, um, it's quite possible that some owner of some team says, well, I don't want to sign Tony Pollard. Fox Sports 1 says he's got a career-ending injury. Well, how foolish. Because Tony Pollard, as we reported, when we watched OTAs and watched uh, his work in the spring, he was fine. He was essentially fully recovered at OTAs. And so then we moved to the next thing. Can he be the bell cow? Well, we just saw that. Now, he did have a Wednesday semi-day, a light day Wednesday after having 32 touches in the Arizona game. Tony Pollard, bell cow, that's the end. Item, Zeke's big fib. Uh, coming up, we will do a Zeke top 10 here in, in the uh, next 48 hours or so on what he's saying and what he's thinking. And the first thing he said earlier in the week is, ah, no big deal, it's just another game. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, I know Zeke a little bit. He will be double inspired. He will be inspired to play well against his friends, the same way when you go in the backyard and play one-on-one -on -one basketball against your brother, you guys pound on each other and it somehow matters. He'll be inspired by friendship and he'll be inspired by revenge. Watch and see. By the way, Mark Paragas, uh, I'm curious what surprise Jerry has for Zeke. As we detailed yesterday uh, in Fish at Six, look for a very emotional video um, that, that adds to the emotion and maybe takes off the revenge, re reduces the revenge a little bit because we love you so much, Zeke. I recognize that the Jets more than ever need to do something different at quarterback. The Cowboys still, I don't care how many times a New York newspaper writes it, the Cowboys are still not trading Cooper Rush to the Jets. Not now, not next week, not on October 31st. And of course, some of you who are critics of Dak going, not only should you not trade Cooper Rush, you should stop. Oh, I won't even go there. Karen Attaway. The Attaway family has been Uncle Fish Premium for 19 months. Thanks, Fish, for 19 great months. Thank you, Attaway family, for being part of what we do here. And all of you who are in Uncle Fish Premium, uh, ask the fellas, circle in the star, and they'll show you how. Speaking of the New York phenomenon, and this also has something to do with Patrick Sertan and his dad. Again, uh, more on Patrick and the Cowboys tonight. Uh, Joe Namath, 80 years old, comes out a firing on Zach Wilson. Of course, he watched him against the Cowboys. He didn't do anything. Watched him again last week against the Patriots. Zeke's team couldn't do anything. Uh, there, there is stuff now. He's lost the locker room. Robert Sala, the coach, is about to lose the locker room because of his support for Wilson. They got to do something. This sucks. He sucks. He and Joe Namath comes out and 
absolutely destroys this kid. Can't support him, won't support him, get him out of here, trade him. He should be a backup for some other, shouldn't even be here. He should be a backup for some other team. He stinks, he sucks. And I just think this, and if I was a player, I would say this. If I was a coach, I would say this. When when we're not trying, first of all, it's your dollar. You bought the ticket or you bought an emotional ticket to be a Cowboy fan or a Jets fan or whatever. It's your dollar. If you want to hoot and boo and throw shoes at your television set, it's your dollar. But I think Michael Brush, Uncle Fish Premium, has upgraded his membership to exclusive, exclusive level. Thank you, Micah. I think, and I've always thought, if they're trying, I'm not booing. Now, you give me some guy who he, he say what should be a double down the left field line, and he lollygags to first base and never even tries to go. To, okay, I might, I, I'm, a, I'm a disgruntled ticket buyer at that time. That's a double, bro. Chop, chop. So if I had the suspicion that Zach Wilson wasn't trying, I might, as a fan, turn on him. But how does, but otherwise, assuming he's trying, how does turning on him help him? How does turning on the Jets help the Jets? How does turning on the Cowboys help the Cowboys? Just my thought. And it especially extends, I mean, that that kid's going to walk into his home stadium and get booed when he walks onto the field. How does that help? And then quickly on Denver and Patrick Sertan. And I, you may have uh, heard me before on my, you know, hey, just bring the orange slices. And I, I came to this realization a long time ago when my kids started playing Little, little League and Youth League and stuff. Uh, my kid's up to bat. Pitch. Ball hits him in the face. And all the moms want to go run on the field. And I'm just, I just put my hands under my buttocks and sat there. Because I'm like, if, if I wanted to sign up to be the, the guy who, the, the, the person who kitches, kisses the little leaguers ouchies, then I should have been the coach. And I continued that all the way through Nate's playing career. Uh, he's he's in a playoff game at Texas Stadium. Gets cheap shotted after the whistle. He's a tight end. After the whistle, gets cheap shotted. A forearm smash to his face. Lays him out. Concussion. And not even then did I go down and run on the field. Not my place. So these players... Patrick Mahomes, and many, 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 many more who have brothers and sisters and girlfriends and aunties and dads who are going on social media saying, my, my son's great, his team sucks. You are not helping, sir. Orange slices. Your job is to bring the orange slices. Streaker, Uncle Fish Premium, if somebody hits my kid, in a sporting event, that little shit is toast. That's big talk, Streaker. You run down on the field at Texas Stadium and decide you're going to get in a fight with the linebacker from a high school fo- the, from a high school football team, you, Streaker. Call me because I'll have to bail your ass out of jail. 
I'm speaking rationally. You want to have big balls online? You can have big balls online. I'm trying to teach and speak rationally. You want to be in the bar room? Have your big balls. But then when you're done, come over here to the classroom. Item. Micah, again, to his credit, no more I want to play tight end bullshit. Saying this week, admitting this week, not only did he shed tears, literal tears, for Trayvon Diggs, but he ponders whether or not that emotionally drained him and his fellas for the game. And I must say that, because we, we talk a lot about Micah talks too much. Micah talks too much. But but naked truths are, are, are good. And I don't just mean that from a repertorial position. I, if I was you, I would like that. Okay, I don't, I don't like that you lost. I don't like that you lost your focus. I like that you're talking about what happened and how you're going to work through it. Now, I still say, you've got to find a way. We all got to find a way in life or football. How are you going to funnel the emotion? And that will be Micah Parsons' test this week. Shed some tears again for Trayvon Diggs. And then go out and do something about it. Uh, Mr. Mr. Sean, uh, Mr. RJ, uh, that uh, Taylor Swift. Now, Jerry knows who Taylor Swift is because I believe she has played at AT&T. He probably handed her a jersey or held a press conference with her or something. I jokingly ask, as many people think, the Cowboys need somebody to play tight end. They need somebody to... If Jerry had a chance to sign one of these three people, and put him on TV every Sunday. What he signed, number one, Travis Kelsey, sign trade. Number two, Kyle Pitts. Or number three, uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Would Jerry rather have Taylor Swift in a cowboy suite or Travis Kelsey in a cowboy uniform. And of course, I'm kidding a little bit halfway, maybe. Uh, she really moves the needle. Uh, uh, Miss Taylor Swift moves the needle. Uh, just between us girls. Oh, she moves the needle all right. But of course, what Jerry means is the attention on the NFL has now redoubled because little girls or women, whoever it is that likes Taylor Swift, by the billions, trillions, skillions, are now, are now Chiefs fans. Travis Kelsey jersey sales this week. Natman, please don't call it a needle. And of course, I'm not necessarily referring Natman to your needle. Just a needle. 400% Jersey sales go up.
She's going to show up for, oh, it's Chiefs at Jets. Uh Uh-oh. She's going to show up for that. The ratings on NBC and Peacock, I I, I mean, put me down. All time, NBC, regular season game ratings. Put me down. Uh, I'll get, you know, for one reason, there's good reasons to watch the Chiefs. There's a lot of potential audience for the Jets in New York. But her, it's her. Now, someday they're going to break up. In fact, she's already writing the breakup song. I think that's uh, that, I, that much I know about her. That she does. She dates or whatever with pop stars and movie stars, and then they break up, and then she writes a song about them, and then they get upset. That's going to happen. But the NFL will milk this to the point where you're going to get a little bit tired of it. Lance F., $10 pitch in. Uh, good morning, Fish. Three things. What's up with Dak's impending extension? Nothing cooking right now. Is there a potential post-June cut this offseason? Of him? If you did that, this this is deep stuff, but very quickly, if you really did that, you would be forfeiting next year because you would have a very difficult time building a team while you're paying your lame duck quarterback or while you've got $60 million committed cap-wise to your lame duck quarterback. But you could. That would be a disaster, but you could. What's the latest on our injured offensive line starters? None of the three really worked yesterday. We'll be at the star today and we'll give you much, much more Lance. Thanks for the question. But if you, uh, those of you who've been around a little bit, all this sounds very familiar to you. Brent Bass points out when, when Jessica Simpson rolled into town, what happened to Cowboys ratings and Romo jerseys? In fact, Tell me if I'm wrong. You guys know this better than I do. This wasn't my bag. Didn't Jessica Simpson introduce the pink number nine jersey? Didn't they use her to model it and basically pose in the suite? I I promise you, Jerry last night is laying in bed, looking up at the ceiling. Gene's over there going, what now? And Jerry's going, ugh. Miss Jean, which one of my players could I get to date? Which pop star? So she'll show up at our games. And and Miss Jean, you put her right next to you in the suite. Seriously. Semi-seriously. Just kidding. Kind of. Maybe not. The needle is moving. And finally, Patrick Stanton. All pro last year at age 22 in Denver. And it doesn't make any uh, beyond pipe dreamy. It doesn't make any beyond pipe dreamy sense. Except for one problem. And I'm going to let you stew on this for a little bit. We're going to write about it at CowboysSI.com and we'll discuss it in great depth tonight. What if the 49ers try to sign Patrick Sertan? Speaking of moving the needle. CowboysSI.com. Go get you some. Fish out. Fish out.